When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Tour Report from Secret Golf. It's a brand new season on the PGA Tour after a two-week break. But Elk, we know that this is the last time we're going to see this fall wraparound season with some of the big guns playing. Is it? I mean, I can hardly keep up with any of this wraparound stuff, Diane. You know, here we are. We're back at Silverado this week, the, the Napper event. Um, a few different emotions about this event. You've got some guys that are preparing next week for the President's Cup. That's a very big event. That's sort of in last year's season, so to speak. We've got all the graduates from the Corn Ferry Tour that will be so excited to be out here this week. And then, of course, we've got it all backfilled with tour veterans like your brother, Jason Duffner, all these guys that will be out there starting what they consider the new season. So there'll be different, uh, different styles of energy out there, I think, the Corn Ferry guys will be, you know, the most excited. I think uh, tentatively thinking about their game, Matsuyama, Max Honma, Corey Connors getting ready for next week's President's Cup. Will they be actually tuning it up enough to win this week or are they thinking about next week? But, Diane, I've got to tell you, all eyes for me are focused on the new graduates coming off the Corn Ferry. All right. Well, it's the Fortinet Championship, as you said, Silverado Resort, and it's played on the North Course. This was the Safeway Open for years. But, you know, we're deep in wine country in the Napa Valley. Beautiful place to start the season. And looking back, I mean, Max Homa won last year. This was his third title on the PGA Tour. He was, I think, 60 to 1 last year. Stuart Sink won the year before that at something outrageous like 200 to 1. Cameron Champ, um, Brendan Steele has been a two-time winner here. When I see Champ, Homa, Steele, these are all Cali guys. We're back in California and you know, putting on those Poa greens, Elk, it's very significant. And I want you to talk us through what the greens, what that means for the, the field and, and how the greens differ. Yeah, I was just in California last week. They've had some nice uh, weather. It's very dry out there, of course. So Poana greens, Diane, are, you know, it's a, it's a variety of grass and they, there's probably five or six or maybe even a dozen different seeds on a Poana green. So different, the reason they have different uh, seeds in there, Diane, is they perform differently at different times of the year. So this time of the year, starting to get into fall, there's some fall seeds in there. And as the course of the day goes, as, a, as the day goes along, these greens get a little bumpy, a little unpredictable at certain times. And it's very difficult to beat California guys in California. Why is that? The air is a little thin out there in Napa. The bounce is very important. Where you leave the ball under the hole, it all becomes sort of natural to the guys that live there, like Honma, uh, uh, Brendan Steele. These guys are real. Uh, uh, Cameron Champ. They all know how to play this sort of California-style golf. I really enjoyed playing out there because it reminded me a little bit of Australia. All the all the trees out there are eucalyptus, etc. But this course, historically to me, Diane, is a is a sort of a 
position your ball off the tee. It doesn't suit the longest hitters, even though we saw the longest one, Cameron Champ, win here a few years ago. Keep the ball under the hole. Get it away from these little short-sided, little no chance to get up and down. Once it gets off these green fairways behind you there, it goes into this sort of really super firm, uh, just cement feeling turf, and you can't do anything with it. So, yes, I think California guys, I've got my list here, Diane. I'm looking at some guys, um, you know, obviously I just said about the Corn Ferry with a lot of energy. Uh, I'm also looking at a couple of guys that have, that have one guy who's basically his home course advantage this week. So we'll see how it comes out. I think I do think, though, being the first week back, you could actually throw a dart at a dartboard for this week, Diane, but we're going to sort of break it down a little bit more than that. A little bit, a little bit. And um, I looked back at the stats from last year. Max Oma, his ball striking stats were incredible. And, I mean, I think he was like 15th or, or top 15 round about there on the greens. Um, Cameron Champ had said that the year that he won, 2019, that he just pulled driver and he utilised his leg because the rough isn't that penal around here. So for the long hitters, I guess, you know, they, they can take on the trouble. There's obviously the risk of missing the narrow fairways out here, but with the rough not being too bad, that was the Cameron Champ model. But then you have someone like Stuart Sink who would be a way more positional player. So the short hitters aren't necessarily at a disadvantage. Long hitters aren't necessarily at an advantage. But as you say, you know, it is a little bit of a throw a dart and, and pick your guy. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a fairway orientated game this week. There's a, there's a little bit of undulation on this golf course and it's, it is very firm. So there's a bounce away factor. So if you start pushing or pulling the tee shot, it bounces away into these trees and down hills and away from where you want to be. And Cameron Champ, yes, he's the longest hitter on tour, but he's, his whole game, his whole career is a hit, uh, sort of a hit the jackpot. And then, you know, we don't see him for a while. Uh, I've watched the tournament when Stuart Seek won it and just putted the grass off the ball. Uh, you know, so there's different models, a way to do it. I'm going to play more consistent this week. I'm going with youth and I'm going with uh, knowledge and I'm going with energy, energy as my three three key things this week. Okay, I'm looking at my picks. I've definitely got energy. I've definitely got a little bit of the new guys that are coming up through the ranks, which I think it's important for us to really cover them. And... Um, and yeah, I've got some President's Cup juju going on as well, because with that happening next week at Quail Hollow, we have a young, well, I mean, I was going to say US team, but I've got US and international on my board this week. I just want to add before we go any further, um, you know, we don't really shout about this, but last year I looked back on all of our picks. We had 10 outright winners last season on the PGA Tour that we gave you right here on this tour report. And that is a really good record. We've set the bar high for this season. Yeah, and, I, you know, all the statistics that we look at, you know, we take all the historical data that comes in from what it's taken to win on this golf course. We've taken the stats of the tour players uh, that, that, that sort of corresponds with what it takes to win on this golf course. I feel like, Diane, that's about 30% of this formula to pick, a, to pick a player to win. I think there's another 30%, which is sort of current form, and then there's another 30% of sort of intangible stuff that we know of because your brother's on the tour and we have 33 players affiliated with our company and we get a lot of information coming in, whether it's a new caddy or new equipment or where are they in their lives. I mean, we just spent a weekend with Jason Duff and we're going to roll a piece on him on how he is uh, actually in this tournament this week and what, you know, 
funny enough, he almost graded out last in this event this week from our perspective because he had a terrible season in putting, you know, didn't hit the ball well, had some certain injuries and so on. But he's moved up because we know uh, a fair bit of information. He's not on my board this week, but uh, I'll be talking to him later today and finding out everything I need to know about uh, how he's feeling. Yeah, as you say, we did spend time with Duff just a couple of weeks ago um, up just north of Atlanta in a place called Cartersville. And he's really been working on his game. And um, we have a piece that we're going to put out this week so you can hear the full story on how he's able to play this week. But yeah, I won't give it away right now, but he he uh, has seen this as just a fantastic opportunity and he's really doing a lot of work in his game. He trusts you. You really advise him. You've been helping him with his putting. And um, and yeah, watch this space because we've got a lot coming from Duffner, who's 500 to one this week, by the way. <laughs> I, I might promo that too. I'd say getting ready for this, his, I think, 16th season, he said, on the PGA Tour went into a 3D model, Diane, so we could see the patterns of, of how these guys, center of gravity moves. All the top players do a very similar type move that hits the ball correctly. All the amateurs don't do that. We've already, we've captured all that. So we're going to talk about what he was doing wrong and he found that out in the middle of the season. Duff's always had a problem with his putting and when he gets going, he wins tournaments like the PGA at Oak Hill and Jack Nicholas's tournament at the Memorial, two of the hardest courses to putt on. So we know it, we have it in there. He know he has it in capable of putting well. Bought in uh, one of our friends, Craig Foster, who's an expert in putting to, from Seattle to meet us at Atlanta and, and do all that. So we put all that together for you. We're going to show it to you uh, as the weeks unfold and hopefully Duff will pay us back by being in the top 10 right out of the gate here. Well, we did make a little deal with Duffner. <laughs> oh, we did do a deal, didn't we? Yeah. We did make a deal. Um, if Duffner gets a win on the PGA Tour. No, I think it's it. only if he keeps his money for the tour for the week, for the year. That's even better. I thought it was a win. Oh, my gosh. you We may be seeing Elk on the PGA Tour because the deal is then that if he does, then Elk is going to be his partner for the Zurich Classic of New Orleans at TBC Louisiana, which you helped design. <laughs> so I'll know the course, that's for sure. And with Dovner being a past champion there, he can invite anyone he wants to play. So there you go. A lot on the line. I would love to see that happen. That'll be, that'll be, uh, I'll be pulling for that myself, actually. I won't be the oldest because I know Jay Haas played with his son, Bill Haas, who they made the cut last year. So anything's possible, Diane. Right, okay. Well, we're going to get into our picks this week for the Fortinet Championship. As we said, Silverado, great course. You can see 18 behind me, tree-lined fairways. Um, Max Homa won last year. And I'll just get right into it because I'm going to pick Max as my back-to-back -back outright winner this week. Um, he's 16 to 1, so I know the odds are super, super low. But I think he's going to defend his title. Um, Max has been playing great and... We talk about, you know, guys having their best season ever on tour. I mean, last year in his very young career was without a doubt his. He finished fifth in the FedEx Cup standings after just an amazing run at the weekend at the Tour Championship. And he just got his pick for the US President's Cup team from Davis Love III. So, I mean, he's ticking off all of those career goals right now. 
And when he won here last year, he shot seven under Saturday and Sunday. He beat Maverick McNeely by one shot. So he obviously feels comfortable out here. And, you know, as I said, looking back at his stats last year, fantastic ball striking stats. He was top 15 in putting and in uh, driving accuracy. So all, all things that are going to be important for him again this week. So Max Homa at 16 to one. I can't overlook it. There you go. He's my outright favorite. Well, you just said during your little spiel there, a guy that is probably has the home court advantage more than anyone. Max Honma being the first guy that being a Californian guy knows how to play this course expertly, of course, but someone that knows it to play really well. Uh, Maverick McNeely, who you just spoke of, went to Stanford, lives, I think he lives in Vegas now, but he grew up just down the valley from this course right here. Uh, almost got his first win here last year. Played really well all year. I mean, there's, Tons of, tons of people talked about Maverick McNeely, when is he going to win, and all this sort of talk, you know, Morikawa around him, all these other guys, Wolf, you know, all these, uh, Hovland, all the guys he grew up with have all sort of gone on, but McNeely has not forgotten Diane because this week I'm picking Maverick McNeely to get his first win. He'll be feeling uh, pretty good coming into this event energy-wise, knowing that it's his, you know, can't, normally I, I don't pick, uh, sort of tour players that are veterans that come out have to call McNeely a veteran now coming into an event but this being his home course he knows how much an advantage it is to have the uh, Poana Greens on his side and how to play this golf course so Maverick McNeely he's only 22 to 1 but there's a ton of guys I could put around him and say that I think will do really well but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out and say McNeely's going to get his first win in his backyard and we talk about the California guys playing well in California. He's a perfect example. You know, as we said, finished runner-up here last year. Um, he's always played well at Pebble Beach in the AT&T. Again, you know, this is the area th that he learned how to play golf. So, yeah, at 22 to 1, Maverick McNeely definitely going to be on a lot of people's boards this week. And it, to me, it's one of those names that you... It's crazy that he hasn't won. And... It's almost like if he's going to get it done anywhere, you're going to look at these local events for him. Yes, agreed. Okay, 22 to 1. Right, so our outright favourites, you're going with McNeely, I'm going with Max Homa. It's a carbon copy of uh, 1 and 2 last year on the leaderboard at the Fortnite <laughs> Championship. But listen, we've really been diving into the new names on the PGA Tour, especially these Corn Ferry Tour graduates, and we're going to give you a couple of those. Right, so one to watch, guys at slightly higher odds. I have two this week. Well, I have a handful, but I'm <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to introduce I'm going to introduce a new guy from a Corn Ferry. You know, when we talked about Will Zalatoris, we were one of the first shows that actually sort of said, "Hey, watch out for this guy." I think that's our responsibility to some extent, Diane, to tell people what's coming along the track, but. Uh, this, this man that I'm going to introduce to you today, a lot of people will have heard this name if who follow the Corn Ferry. This kid grew up in, in California. Here's, here's what he did last, last year on Corn Ferry. Total driving, top five. Greens and reg, top five. Scrambling, top 20. Putting average, top five. Birdie average, top two. Current form, basically the top. So I gave you all those stats about this young man, Diane, went to USC in California from San Jose, Justin Sue. Okay. Um, he just won the Tour Championship, Diane, finished number one on the money list for the Corn Ferry. Can you imagine the excitement this young man must have coming, you know, coming out, coming right out of the gate in California, playing Napa for the first event, 
knows Poana. I just, like I said earlier, I think it's our responsibility to start to introduce some of these younger players. Uh, the number one on the Corn Ferry, he actually ranked out with his stats. Coming off Corn Ferry, mind you, mm-hmm. number two on our list this week. So he comes in pretty hot, and uh, I'm I'm just watching him this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna get in there, get in line with everyone else, and look at his swing and see why indeed he plays so well, Diane. And he's sixty to one, which is. Great, really, really good odds because I'm going to talk about one of my Corn Ferry Tour guys in a minute and he's lower than that and I thought he was going to be higher. But yeah, um, it's going to be, it's exciting to see these names, a lot of buzz. You know, could it work twofold? Obviously these guys are like super motivated and excited and Justin's coming off that win at the Tour Championship just a few weeks ago. But the expectation is kind of piled on these star names from the Corn Ferry Tour as well. However, we saw it last year with the likes of Mito Pereira, who finished in the top, was he third or something in this tournament last year? So it's um, it's a great opportunity. Plus, Justin has played some PGA Tour before, and he played this event last year, made the cut, kind of finished down the bottom of the pack. But obviously, it's a course that he has a little bit of familiarity on as well. So... I like it, 60 to one, that's a great pick. Um, I said I've got two. <laughs> one of them is, uh, they both have the same first name, which will make things very confusing, but I'm gonna start with Taylor Pendrith at 30 to one. Was on him quite a lot towards the end of last season. And um, remember he was a guy that he finished great at the players. Then he had that rib injury that put him out for months. But um, he still battled to get into the top 50 of the FedEx Cup, played at the BMW Championship. Huge hitter. So I'm thinking of the Cameron Champ model. He finished 10th in driving distance for the season. You know, great off the tee stats. So definitely a name to watch. Plus, he just made the International President's Cup team. So for for Pendrith and the disappointment of having to miss so much of last year, but it just shows the tenacity that he battled and he played well and he got on Trevor Immelman's radar to be a captain's pick. I mean, just amazing. So I like him, 30 to 1 this week. Um, And my other guy, sorry. Canadian Canadian also, might add. His energy level will be certainly very high knowing that he's playing next week at Quail Hollow. Yes, carry on, that's great. Yeah, good. Um, and then I said my other pick has the same first name, Taylor Montgomery at 50 to 1. So this is a Corn Ferry Tour graduate. So he's starting his PGA Tour career in Napa this week. Finished seventh in the Corn Ferry Tour list last year. Um, he's had nine top 10 finishes last season. He was first in scoring average, first in birdie average, third in putting, and 15th in driving distance. So incredible stats to put together and um, I think that he's going to be one that a lot of people are looking out for so Taylor Montgomery and Taylor Pendrith 50 to 1 for Montgomery 30 to 1 for Pendrith those are my ones to watch <laughs> you you always take two and because you're pregnant I'm going to let you do again this week thank you <laughs> Okay, right, well, the dark horse is the one that you can take your liberty on every now and again. Um, Looking forward to seeing who you're going to give for the dark horse this week. What I love about this tournament, um, I struggled to find someone that was over the 100 to 1. Um, Well, I've got, I'm over 100 to 1, and I think this will be the better of the century. Uh, If if you're thinking of such, every week, Diane, when I get the sheet, I always text you or we talk about 
is my guy on the sheet? Is my guy on the sheet? Because he had to Monday qualify, usually get in all these events. And the, and the guy that I'm going to talk about today, uh, I know personally, and uh, he lives here in Houston. He's qualified Monday for spotting more than Patrick Reed did. Every time he went to try to get on the tour, he did it. I think he played in oh, so many events on the PGA Tour just from Monday qualifying. He led the U.S. Open, Diane, uh, through about 39 holes this year at Brookline. The moment this kid got onto any kind of tour, in this case, the Corn Ferry, he rushed up the board and qualified himself for this tour this season. And I'm talking about my guy, MJ Duffy, who is the absolute going to be shot out of a cannon this year on the PGA Tour. And I'm going to be the first one to climb on him on week one because it's just a matter of time for this young man. You can pick whoever you want. But my man, MJ Duffy, I'll take him over any of your long horse picks for the season. I'll pick him every week if you want. But he won't <laughs> be staying at 180 to 1 as he is this week. And this is a chance to climb on the MJ Duffy train. <laughs> you you were on him um, before anyone else even really knew his name. And then when we saw him on the leaderboard at the US Open, I'm like, hey, look, you told us about him months ago. Okay, so 180 to 1. Um, I was saying that I found it hard to find my guy over 100 because I honestly thought that Taylor Montgomery was going to be my dark horse. And when I saw him at 50 to 1, I was like, oh, man. Um, but there's a lot of guys that kind of fall into that, like, 50, 60, 70 to 1 category, which, you know, Max Homa and Cameron Champ were in those that odd bracket when they won. But... I found a guy who is, again, a Corn Ferry Tour graduate, and his name is Augusto Nunez. Okay. From Argentina. Yes. Yeah. He's got a great story. He's one of these guys that's really, really battled. He played um, the Latin America Tour. I think he played Canadian Tour as well. He's been out there for a long time, just chipping away. And obviously Corn Ferry last year, he's 180 to one as well, and has now graduated onto the PGA Tour. But, you know, again, he has a brilliant set of stats from last season. Third in scoring average, ninth in total driving. Um, he finished sixth in the points list for the regular season, second in ball striking for the year. And I think that, you know, obviously, Amazing stats. He's in great form, but he was talking about how having his wife and his young child out there with him, this is a dream come true. And I think when you're looking at these guys that are just so excited to begin this next chapter of their lives, he's going to be up at the top of that list by a mile. So Augusto Nunez from Argentina, going to be watching him as my dark horse at 180 to 1. Always keep an eye out for the Argentinians or anyone from that part of Chile or any of those areas where these guys have grown up on these style of courses where they have to shape the ball. They've got great hands, uh, not scared of any moment. They, and they're just, they're just very creative. I mean, we've seen them all the way from Angel Cabrera all mm -hmm. the way down through uh, Joaquin Neiman, all these guys that come from this part of the world that are all very gifted players that can get the ball in the hole very quickly. I'm with you on this one, Diane. I'm, I'm all over that kid as well. I've, I've seen his stats. I've seen his swing. Can't wait to see him play in person. And he didn't have any wins on the Corn Ferry Tour last season, but he had nine top 10 finishes, 
which just shows kind of where his game is at. And, you know, the numbers don't lie with him. So the numbers plus that intangible that the kids out there now live in his dream. I call him a kid. Let me just double check his age. <laughs> he's 29, so he's not really that much of a kid. But <laughs> he's, um, yeah, I mean, dream come true for someone who's really worked hard to to get there and had an amazing season on the Corn Ferry Tour last year. So we both are going 180 to 1 this week. I love it. And, uh, you know, this we, we did not talk much about uh, some of the regular tour players that are out there that are plenty of talent playing this tournament this week. All the top players, of course, are getting ready for the President's Cup next week. We've got a handful of guys. I think you sort of pass on uh, Hideki Matsuyama is playing this week. Honmer, you've chosen. Corey Connors from Canada will be there, of course, with your pick, Taylor Pendrith. Mm -hmm. uh, I think there was one other uh, President's Cupper playing this week. Your brother will be out there playing his, oh, we've got to be double digits, uh, seasons on tour or more now. Jason yeah, Dufton. Yeah. Russell's season number 12. He's actually, um, and he's going to the President's Cup next week as a fan, which I thought was great. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, we didn't talk about Thigala. He was another one on my list. Um, Sahith Thigala at 28 to 1. You know, again, he was on. He was on my list. Uh, you know, he played my course here recently. He was down here playing at Champions with some friends. I didn't get to say hello to him, but of course, he went to uh, Pepperdine University, so he'll be very comfy. He may, you know, he hasn't had a win yet. I picked McNeely. Fagala's had a couple of really good chances. Long hitter, likes to fade the ball. Very aggressive. Probably aggression has cost him a couple of wins this year on tour. Will he be able to sort of? honed it in a little bit diane will he be fresh to play this week don't know but he'll he'll be certainly motivated when he's surrounded by the next wave of young players everyone was looking at Fagala last year as being the the latest greatest on tour and now he's got 25 new ones standing around him that are all very gifted and talented so i remember when i was on tour when i was i remember when i came on as a rookie and i remember when i all the years I was on tour and i saw all the rookies coming on diane and how excited they were and, and just so appreciative of what they'd been through to get to that point and uh, certainly a very exciting week for them. I'm glad it's happening in Napa because there is, it's a great venue. Uh, you can always sit on the back porch if things go well or don't and have a little sip on the local nectar if you had, if you were so inclined, <laughs> Diane. Calm the nerves a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, when we were with Jason Duffner, he was talking about the fact that he loves going out here. He's big into his wine. Um, he'd been in Italy not long ago and had been visiting all these vineyards. He was going to do the same when he was up in Napa. So um, don't forget, check out our Secret Golf social media and on our YouTube as well, because we're going to have part one of our special with Jason Duffner as he prepares for this amazing season. He'll go into the story about why this season is going to be so special for him. But we're going to have that on. And then also it's Live Golf Chicago this week. So we had yeah, yeah, Boston and Dustin Johnson winning, which was a dream come true for them. <laughs> and um, and now they're off to Chicago this week. Yeah, I'm not sure if the environment is getting more boiling point or not. Of course, you're, the Queen of England died last week and it went to 54 holes in Wentworth, which added another uh, you know ingredient to the bubbling broth of the Live versus the PGA Tour, Diane. Um Taylor Gooch, of course, played very well. So did, you know, look. Yeah. Uh, who else? Sorry. 
Abraham Answer, Patrick Reed, I mean Lee Westwood. There was a lot of a lot of the live guys. Um, they they weren't there under the best of circumstances. They must have felt uncomfortable, but they performed and they really showed that there's a huge depth of talent that's gone to live and then was back playing in the BMW PGA Championship. Yeah, we, we'll probably put together a show this week. We uh, People like to listen to our shows because we bring a sort of a non-biased opinion about we more or less present what the course is offering this week. What is what is new in the live world of golf and uh, where is it and what's happening? But it's, it's clear to me when you when that uh, this 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 live golf is growing, uh, Diane, it's it's. I saw the numbers they released. Two million people watched the event last week. Of course, it wasn't against the PGA Tour event. Um, this week it'll be bang smack against a PGA Tour event. It'll be interesting to see how things develop there. There was one uh, notable signee during the week, which is an Arizona State uh, college player, Piot, is now joining Live Golf. They've they've um, they've dangled that there's three more guys coming to Live, maybe after the Presidents Cup, which two of them are currently sitting in the top ten. Will that happen? And will there be a tipping point, Diane, where? The PGA just says, hey, wait a second, we've got to sit down and talk about this. This is too many good players have left. And, and you know, what, what do you what do you what's your feelings on this? I know you're exactly like me, that everywhere you go, people want to talk about it. <laughs> like you probably get it 10 times more than I do. But um, over the last week or so, whenever I've talked to anyone about golf or the new PGA Tour season starting or about live golf, the first thing they say is, yeah, but surely... PGA Tour and Live are going to have to come together at some point. Like, they're going to have to sit down, they're going to have to talk about it, and they're going to have to come together. And I'm like, we are so far from that right now. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah. it seems like the, the okay, let's make it all pretty and tie a bow on it, and here's the perfect situation. But they are so far from that stage. Yeah, you know, we started out with a very, very negative obviously and rightly so about the where the money was coming from to fund this and we moved from that to where it wasn't really an event mm -hmm. uh 54 holes and now we've sort of moved from that that the tour players aren't allowed to come back i don't think the commissioners are doing a very good job monaghan and pelly of, of sort of protecting the players by saying hey we'll handle this you know you know, Rory and Ram and all these guys who didn't feel like the other guys had the right to be at the PGA Wentworth last week. Well, that, that's not even close to being correct. I mean, if you're either qualified for the event or you haven't, Rory has the same amount of rights to be at the event as as Patrick Reed does or any anyone else. Once you're in the event, you're in it. So that was a front office problem, in my opinion, Diane. That's, that's the DP World Tour, let them play. So mm -hmm. there's that's really the end of the conversation. So we'll see what happens. I mean, this is a this will be the last week uh, that Liv will play in the U.S. until they come back for the finale in, uh, I think, November in Miami. They'll be headed overseas to Bangkok, which I think will be well-received. I think on to Saudi Arabia from there. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how the product gets away from the U.S. and see how it's accepted in other parts of the world. It's getting a little cramped quarters here at the moment here in the U.S. with everyone talking about it. And um, I think those numbers that you stated, um, like 2 million people tuning in, the one thing that we see on the comments whenever we put up a video about Live is that people really enjoy the fact that it's a streaming service. They don't have to pay for, you know, one of these TV services to be able to watch golf. They can stream it 
through YouTube or through the Live Golf website on their phone, on their computer. And we keep saying, you know, they have to sort out their media rights and, and figure out some kind of a broadcast deal. But right now, the streaming service seems to be really working for them. So that's um, that's going to be an interesting one. But yeah, there's there's always something. And this week, with it being in Chicago, um, we know what Chicago is like, similar to Boston. The people up there love their sport. And I'm sure it's going to be a great atmosphere on the course, especially with the likes of DJ in, in such good form right now. Yep, and we'll, uh, I'll be weighing in. We have three of our own players that, that, that are on live, that are, uh, that are contributors to Secret Golf. Mark Leishman, of course, went on with Cam Smith. Jason Kokrak, who's now on Brooks Kepka's team, and, and of course, the very volatile and picked upon <laughs> guy, Pat Perez, who basically knows his role at Live, which is to support the team, and he, he doesn't feel like he can win one of these events, possibly because there's so many good players, but he, he understands the team format. We spent a fair amount of time breaking this down last week of what the team means. He's on a very good team with... Uh, <laughs> Patrick Reed and Taylor Gooch and Dustin Johnson, of course. I told him, I said, I think that team has the best attitude. They are completely bought into the live product. They've shut down all their social media. They're not worried about anyone talking about badly about them. And they've got on with the job and they've certainly cashed in about that, Diane. Some of the other players are tiptoeing their way into this product. Yeah. They've taken money up front and they're tiptoeing their way into these teams. They weren't as organized as the four aces. The four aces were the early adopters, um, and it's showing. They, and they sure know how to celebrate with Pat earning on live just shy of $3 million already. And they're shaking those champagne bottles when they pick up the check on, on Sunday. But we'll do a, another live golf show before our play gets underway on Friday, and we'll talk about the Chicago event. Right, Alex, thank you. Big week. PGA Tour is back. We have Live Golf, President's Cup next week. We're going to have a fun show for you um, before play gets started between the internationals and the US at Quail Hollow. And yeah, we'll be back later on this week. Sports Social Podcast Network.